This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. On Zoom with me this morning is Jeff Cullis. We know him as a serial entrepreneur, but he is actually more important than that, a man who's been given another opportunity to do great things in this world as a survivor of cancer. Jeff, what a pleasure. Great to have you online with us. Welcome to breakfast. Good morning, Brent. Good morning to the team there, and thanks very much for having me again. It's been a year since we last chatted, and uh, you know a lot has happened. But uh, great to have you guys and and to to chat to the listeners. Yeah, Jeff, and I realize that it's now just over two. I guess it's getting close to two and a half years since you've had what they call an RP operation, uh, and you're now cancer free and a survivor. Tell us a little bit. What is that RP operation? So RP stands for radical prostatectomy. And that is actually one of the sort of solutions or, um, can I say, um, choices you can make when dealing with this disease. And uh, it's actually full removal of the prostate. So you can either do it in an open surgery or it can be done in a sort of a laparoscopic surgery, um, robotically, very sophisticated these days. And that's the one I opted for. So, uh, Jeff, um, before we we chat about your your story... um, I'd like to say that I think most men aren't actually clued up when it comes to things of our prostate. And I'm going to own up to say that up until very recently, I wasn't 100% sure either. So I said to my doctor, I'd like, to, uh, can you send me for a blood test, an initial blood test? Um, and then I said, okay, now I'm waiting for the blood test results, Jeff. And I know that it's going to be uh, called the PSA. And I know it needs to have a certain range to tell me that I'm healthy. And the question to myself is, Brad, what is that range? And I said, absolutely no idea. So even if I get the results back, I'm not even going to know unless the doctor tells me if it's even good or bad. And I found out my PSA is sitting at 0.61. And then my doctor smiled and said, your your score is like that of a teenager. So I'm not sure if I should feel great about that or if I should just be happy that I know so I'm just owning up here, Jeff, that until recently, I actually didn't have a cooking clue. Yeah, that's that's the case with many people. And, and in my journey, which only started, like you said, about two and a half years ago, you know, when I found out, because I'm guilty as charged, I didn't know much. And I had a whirlwind of education. So score at 0.6 is brilliant. Um, you know, under the age of 60, ideally, it should be less than 2.5. Mm. There are situations where it goes slightly elevated, for various reasons, and that's where they monitor it. So it can go a bit above, but generally under 2.5 for below 60 years of age. So, yeah, uh, uh, Brad, I must just say that, you know, in over the years now, chatting to people, I'd say more than 50%, probably more like 60, 70% of people I talk to are in the same situation as you are and I was. They don't know what it actually is. Mm. They don't know what the reading should be. They don't know what it stands for. And um, they've heard of it. They've heard of prostate cancer, but it's something that someone else has or had. Um, until it actually happens to someone in their themselves or someone in their family close to them, that's when they only start, uh, you know, waking up to the actual situation. Yeah. So great that you, you did that test. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad that I did too. I, I must say, once I had the test done and then I knew I was waiting for the result, there was a part of me that was a little bit concerned. What am I going to do if it isn't? And I, I think maybe that's the reason why some guys don't get tested because you'd rather not know because if you know, you might have to face the reality of what that means. It's exactly that. You know, like you said, now, um, I've spoken to people and they say too scared to go test. Besides, it, it costs a little bit of money, but it's not much, mm. you know. But it's all about early detection. And if you can go for that test and have early detection, be aware of the situation, and then educate yourself. You can make the right choices. 
because prostate cancer is not a death sentence. Yeah. It, it's treatable. Um, in most cases, you know, we survive, but it's all about catching it early. And, and that's why you've got to go for those, those tests every year without fail. We're talking here a lot about the prostate and maybe there's someone listening. Maybe there's a lady listening saying, okay, I know that a man's got it, but what exactly is it? So we're going to ask you, Jeff, because you're knowledgeable about these things and we'll tell others now why you know so much about it. What exactly is the prostate? So the, the prostate is a gland, obviously, in the male body. Um, it's it's about a four centimeter, and it can vary in size, but about four centimeter, kind of like a ping pong ball, but shaped like a walnut. It's it's kind of got that shape. Mm. And it sits just at the base of the, the bladder. And um, the urethra passes directly through it. And uh, so the prostate has got uh, a few different uh, functions. Uh Primarily, it's, the, it's it's part of the male reproductive uh, system, of course. Yeah. And, it, and it produces the semen, which carries... Which carries sperm. Obviously, sperm is, is is sort of produced in the testes, and it carries the 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 uh, the, the sperm, uh, you know, through with with these um, in the fluid type of thing. And it's yes. actually like a kind of a, a muscle, like I could say, which actually acts as a valve. So it, it stops urination, yeah. and and it's a dual function. So that's really what it is there for. Now, obviously, you know, if, if family planning is finished, and you 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 you've got your children, or you, you of age that you don't want to have children. And then removing the process not a problem because mm. it's got no other function other than that. So it is something that can be removed. Ideally, you'd, you'd want to keep it because there are side effects in in, in uh, removing the prostate with some people. But you know sometimes that's a that's a risk you have to take. You you're dealing with cancer; it's infected. There, what do you do? And that's a choice that one has to make. So tell us about your initial diagnosis. Let us into your story, if you don't mind, Jeff. Sure. Yeah. So so I I used to go for regular checkups and. Um, but every now and again, I skipped a year, you know, because I'm, I feel I'm a healthy person. Um, you know, I'm, I'm exercise. I'm not overweight. I don't smoke. I'm, I'm not a big drinker or anything like that. So, but I go for my tests. Hmm. And, uh, and now and again, I'd skip a year. And and then also when you go for the tests, the doctor will actually give you your blood test afterwards. So first, it's a physical exam. And often it is in, includes the, the digital rectal exam, you know, the, the, the sort of dreaded finger finger test, yeah. which incidentally, in my case, did not pick up anything uh, in no uh, an anomaly. So um, they sent me for my blood tests. And about a week or two later, I got a call from the doctor saying, I must just come see him because my PSA was a little bit elevated. Yes. So I said, well, what was it? And he told me I was 6.2. And at the time, just like yourself, I didn't know what the reading was meant to be. I thought that sounded low to me. And he said, no, it must be 2.5. And then it was a whirlwind of things. You know, I was I was sent to a urologist quite urgently. And the urologist sort of sat me down, told me the whole, you know, um, explanation of what the choices are. And the next thing was to do an MRI scan, which would actually then pick up if there's any um, areas in the prostate that were infected. Yes. In my case, it turned out it was on both sides. Um, I was 44% infected, but just inside the prostate. It hadn't left the prostate, fortunately. And the next thing they do is then a um, a biopsy using the MRI. It's in a guided biopsy. So it can actually go directly in with a whole of the core needles. Not the best thing to have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually extract uh, samples and then test that for cancer. And obviously, you know, that was called back insane. Unfortunately, you know, I've been, uh, it's been detected. It's cancerous. And uh, effectively, you are then a cancer patient forever. And uh, it's quite a shock to your system. Um, that was my that was my sort of diagnosis, and then of course I was I was offered a whole range of different um, choices as to what I want to do, and 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 there are many, and and they 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 vary from like invasive to just uh, active surveillance, we just monitor and watch it type of thing. 
So that was that was kind of my journey. I I then opted to go for the radical prostatectomy. Okay. After chatting with my wife, we decided that was the way to go, and um, I had the op, and I can tell you I had the robotic version. So it's 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 really uh, um, you're in and out there in a day. I walked out the next day, no problem. Amazing. This recovery period of about say six weeks, but um, and uh, and for now it's been it's been great. Um, I am now basically thirty months post RP. Yeah. And um, you know, I have uh, t- since the last time we spoke, uh, um, Brad, um, I had a spike up again. I can tell you, it spiked up a bit, and I was went to go see my uh, oncologist, yes. who then uh, opted to go for radiation treatment. So I've had radiation treatment since we last spoke, um, and then gone back for my PSA test, and it's now down again. So it's it's brought it down. Now the radiation is a little bit of a a, a guess type of thing because they don't know once you've removed your prostate yes. if you've still got PSA in your body you know there's only two things that produce PSA it's a prostate and prostate cancer so it's okay. somewhere in my body and they radiated where they best thought it was you know educated guess which is basically at the at the source and it seems like it worked because the the, the PSA has gone uh, you know it's halved again so it's it's in acceptable levels again. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that, Jeff. So now, does this mean just regular testing? Uh, how often do you need to go? Well, I, I would go, uh, the, the recommended time is every six months. Um, I opt to go every three months. I just like really like to stay on top of it and make sure everything's, mm. you know, in, in order. So, but uh, they tell you not to go too often because it can become a bit obsessive. You know, you, you yes. can, uh, can play with the mind a little bit. But uh, three months to me is an acceptable time to go and have a, have a test. So you, you clearly, uh, not only have you been through this experience yourself, but you're very knowledgeable uh, about it. Um, and, and it's very close to your heart to educate others. So there's been quite a journey for you. Um, it might not necessarily be your core focus at the moment anymore, but this, the, the journey in educating others has actually been quite a big one from your side. It has, you know. Um, so because I was so uneducated in, in the situation, that when this happened and I went through, like I said, this whirlwind from the time I was diagnosed to the time I woke up post-op. And even in the time I was in the um, in the hospital, there were some patients in there as well. And I chatted to the guy next to me. He was coming in for the same procedure, completely oblivious about what the preparation was, nothing. He was just told, come in, you're having, you're having an operation, which is quite sad. So I, I just decided that was actually my obligation really was to share this information with as many people as possible. You know, the, the, from the time you're diagnosed, or even prior to that, actually, the, 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 the awareness part is important to me. But if you are diagnosed, there is a process that you must follow um, to actually deal with it. You know, physiotherapist, you know, you, you've got to do your keel exercise and things like that. Because mm-hmm. when they remove your prostate, you could have uh, um, incontinence and things like that. Yes. And there is ways of, of actually preventing that if you know what to do. Now, so many people don't know, and not all doctors, unfortunately, share that information. And I found lots of things along the way that weren't shared with me that I now know um, that I would love to share with people. So I, I turn the conversation to, to men's health whenever I can. And, 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 I'm, out, and you know, I'm out there and I ask someone straight away, you know, have you have been tested? You know, have you had a PSA test? And the first thing is they'll tell me, you know, what is that? Well, then there's my cue to actually start giving them a, a, a sort of a lecture. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, so that's, that's my, my core focus now is actually to make sure everyone knows about it and, um, and gets tested. That's really what I want to do. Yeah, I love that, Jeff. Thank you so much for sharing your story this morning. Um, it's a personal one. Uh, and I kind of feel pleased with myself in, in no other way than to say, 
I don't want to be having these kind of conversations as a man with another man who's experienced what you've experienced and is trying to educate others and I don't know for myself. So I'm also feel very pleased to know. It's kind of a very calming thing, Jeff, to be honest, to know. And uh, I also take responsibility to do it regularly. But I, th- I think to the men listening and to the wives maybe listening uh, to go and chat to your husbands, you, I think we've got to do it. Ignorance isn't bliss in this case because, Jeff, you know, if you catch it too late, there might be other, th- other complications. So we need to stay on this early, right? Absolutely. If, if it's too late, then you, what actually happens is it can metastasize uh, outside of the, the prostate. So you can have prostate cancer in your brain, in your lungs, all over your body, in your bones. Um, it's, a, it's a specific kind of cancer. So you don't want it to leave the prostate. And that is why it must be contained and dealt with at source. Once it leaves, then you know that it can become terminal. So um, I'm happy to share with anybody on, on, that's listening here now, and especially the women. I found that so many women are much more engaged in this, uh, Brad. Men are very yes. closed. I even know if people have a prostate cancer, I've been told, and they want to stay private. They don't even want to come talk to me about it. It's just like not the done thing. It's, you know, whereas women are much more open. You know, they've got husbands and brothers and, and sons and that, and they, they want to know, and they're much more engaging. So I don't know what this thing is with guys, but um, it's, uh, it's, it's really something that has to be discussed because it affects us all. And, and it's very prevalent amongst black folk as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually even more prevalent somehow. Um, and we should be tested at about age 40. Uh, that's the, that's kind of gazetted here. If, you, if you're a black male, 40 years old, Caucasian male, 45 years old. Some of the onsets a bit earlier amongst black people. Yes. Um, very prevalent in the in the Caribbean countries. Jamaica is like the most, uh, has the most cases, strangely. Yeah. So, you know, guys must actually have this test done. And, and if anyone's listening here now and wants to reach out to me, I'd love to actually share my details. So, so I can just have a conversation, meet them, have a coffee, you know, just share the journey that I went through because if it helps one or two people, I've done a great job. Well, Jeff, you've opened the door here for a conversation. How can people get in touch with you? What's the easiest way? Uh, probably best just to give me a call or WhatsApp me. My number is 083-707-1536. And they can also contact me by email at Jeff, that's J- uh, Jeff with a J, J-E-F-F at finelineprint.co.za. There you have it. What a pleasure, Jeff. Thank you for being so open, so honest. Thank you for the information. I see on my screen here someone saying, wow, I never knew about some of the stuff. It's good to know. Thank you. So massive thanks to you, Jeff. Appreciate that. And uh, to the next time we chat, uh, be well and stay safe. Thanks, Brad. Keep well. Cheers, guys. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.